Hey, what is going on guys, DK. Back at you with another video here for a final look at the week two NFL main site on DraftKings. So this video will be talking a lot about, you know, GPPs, ways to get different stacks, all that good stuff. But before I get in the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream on uh, for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. If you're unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload an Apple podcast link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, offer that on patreon.com. Again, the NFL package, uh, I go over uh, all the showdown sites, the main slates as well, esports package, and then an NBA package uh, included too. And I do want to thank today's sponsor, Prize Picks. So if you guys are not familiar with Prize Picks for NFL, there's two different ways you can play. The first way is you take over, under, and straight up fancy points. Right now, Prize Picks, I think, has like 100 players posted for, for Sunday. So uh, yeah, you can go in, look, and see which ones you like. And again, either take the over or the under. Or um, you can go over to single stat, which is it not loading right now? Oh, yeah, it was just a little glitch. But if you feel better about, you know, taking over under on passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards, receptions, passing touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, receiving touchdowns, passing completions, interceptions, um, you can play that way as well. You can also mix and match. So if you want to play a couple from NFL and a couple from MLB, you can do that. Again, they have every single sport you can think of. So again, the reason I like prize picks, it's a nice change of pace. You're not playing against anyone. You're just playing against the house. If you guys want to try it out, you can sign up, use the code DKDFS, DKDFS, all one word, link down below. You get a 100% match up to $100. And finally, I want to thank you guys again for all of your support in these NFL videos and live streams as well. If you do enjoy this content, if you could hit that like button, try to aim for 100 in this one, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you can upload videos and you know live. As always, I'll be doing live streams before each show on site, each main slate as well. So I'll be live Sunday morning um, and I'll bring on a couple guests as well. So make sure to check that one out, guys. All right. So let's oh and real quick too make sure to follow me on tiktok i'll have a link down below i'll be uh posting some short uh videos there as well you know week one value week one stacks uh buy low sell high stuff like that thursday uh you know show on slate breakdowns all that good stuff so again make sure to follow me over there and check it out i'll have some exclusive content over on tiktok all right so let's talk about this slate uh again we're going to talk more in kind of gpp mindset so you know if you look at the slate um i think everyone uh, is going to be stacking that Dallas and uh, the Chargers game, which, you know, for good reason, it looks really, really good, right? The Dallas guys are obviously underpriced. You got some clear bringbacks for those Chargers guys. So that's going to be, you know, a very, very popular way to go. So what are ways you can get different off that? Or what are, what are some other stacks I like? So one stack I like, even though it did really well last week, I don't know if it's going to be super popular this week, is the Arizona stack. It's Kyler Murray. And again, the rushing upside, he did only have 20 yards on the ground, but he's got to go get you 70, 80 yards, um, you know, rushing in a touchdown. He ran one in last game and you have some clear guys to pair him with uh, for the Cardinals. So obviously the main target here is going to be DeAndre Hopkins, but you know, AJ Green's down here at three, seven. I know he's not the same player at this point of his career, but he played like 80% of snaps last game. And he had six targets, and he's 3.7K. And Minnesota's missing a ton of players in defense for this game. So viable value play. Rondell Moore is fine. The only issue is he only played about a fourth of the game. So a little bit risky there. And then you have, obviously, Christian Kirk, who caught two touchdowns. So we know Arizona likes spreading it out. They like playing fast. And they're just going to be a top stack almost every single week. And then if you do like go that, that Arizona stack, you obviously have a couple guys you can bring it back with. You know, we can go to Dalvin Cook from Minnesota, or you can run it back one of those receivers, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. So that stack obviously looks pretty solid. 
I'll always mention the Seattle stack, but this one looks good too. Another, you know, high total game. Russell Wilson, the target share is very condensed. You know where the ball is going. On the Tennessee side, you have some clear bring backs as well. So I think that stack looks pretty solid, right? You have Metcalf and Lockett. At least one of those guys, like one of those guys is almost going to break the slate almost every single week, right? So um, last week it was Lockett. Does that mean this week it's Metcalf? Who knows? It's so hard to try to nail down which one's going to be on a, a week-to-week basis. But yeah, that stack always looks good. And again, you have some clear bring backs with guys like A.J. Brown. Julio Jones played uh, not great last week, but I'm not super concerned about uh, Tennessee or if you go to Derrick Henry, who, who we know has a lot of upside, I'll probably break the slate once or twice this year. Scrolling down a little bit more, um, you know, Tom Brady, they're projected to score a ton of points here. The only real concern you have with a Tampa Bay stack, obviously, is if they got off to a pretty big lead, like if they're up two, three scores in the second half, they might rely a little bit more on the ground game, but you know, that's a fine stack. Again, we went over the Dallas one. That's gonna be super, super popular. Jalen Hurts at 6'5". I don't necessarily think you have to pair him with someone because of the rushing upside. He had 62 yards on the ground. Now, this matchup isn't as good uh, going up against San Francisco than it was uh, against Atlanta, but I still think Jalen Hurts has a lot of upside here. Again, Tannehill, the Tennessee, uh, did not look great last week, but that doesn't mean they're going to play bad this week. Again, overreactions, right? So that Tennessee, that Tennessee stack might go a little bit lower owned. If you want to go on the opposite side of that Minnesota game, they're probably going to be playing from behind. This is a super high total game. As I said, Arizona likes pushing the pace. So if you want to go to Cousins and pair him with, uh, you know, Thieler and Justin Jefferson, that makes a little bit of sense for GPPs. But that's mainly where I'm looking. I'm not, I don't think I'm really looking to spend down a quarterback this week. Um, I'll mention him. He is so boomer bust, Matt Ryan. He had a, you know, NFL DFS last year, he had a couple really big weeks. But most weeks he was really bad, like he was this week. Um, no one's going to play really anyone from Atlanta, but they're going to be playing from behind, right? They're like 12, 13 point dogs. They're going to have to air it out. Um, you could see some garbage time Matt Ryan, maybe when they're down two, three scores, put up some big fantasy points. So I'll just mention that it's going to be super, super low owned, but yeah, let's move on to running back. So running back last week was pretty clear. You know, the optimal build was to spend up this week. I think you could go either way. There's some good spend up running backs, obviously guys like McCaffrey, uh, Dalvin Cook, Christian um, and McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and Alvin Kamara all look really, really good. Ownership might not be as high in those guys this week because I do think there's less value um, and maybe more guys in the mid-range will look better. So I don't know if these stud running backs will be as popular this week. Um, you know, a couple of guys to, to look to maybe for GPPs. I don't like playing guys like this, but Nick Chubb, they're most likely to be playing from ahead against a bad Houston team. And we know Cleveland likes running the ball. So if they get off to an early lead, it could be a, a lot of Nick Chubb. And obviously, he's a guy that can go to in the goal line situations. Eckler had zero targets last week. I'm not concerned about it. Played about 60% of snaps. I expect those to go up a little bit. Again, this is going to be a super high-scoring game, most likely. He's a fine bring back if you want to go to that Dallas uh, stack. Again, though, that will be popular. Going down to more of these mid-range backs, I talked about Najee Harris. I think the ownership will be lower than it should be because of that bad week one. Now, Zeke Elliott, I think, is an interesting way to get different off of the Dallas stack, which, again, I think will be popular. Um, so maybe instead of playing like Dak Prescott and pairing him with one or two wide receivers, maybe you just play Zeke, right? That will make your lineup um, stand out for sure. I think it'll be unique. I don't think a lot of people are going to want to play um, just Zeke. I think people are going to go to that Dak Prescott stack. So that's one way you can get uh, different in tournaments. Um, Montgomery, the only concern with Montgomery is Damian Williams is good 
and he's playing behind or he's playing behind him and Damian Williams will be out there in third down situations. So uh, Montgomery's going to be a little bit touchdown dependent this year unless something happens to Damian Williams and he's not going to be the bell cow back like he was last year. So there is some risk there. Carson uh, played a majority of the game, played about 80% of the snaps. Seattle does like running the ball. He is a little bit involved in the passing game. He absolutely looks solid. Now one thing to go over here is Josh Jacobs. He is out. So um, I'll mention Kenyon Drake. He's down here at 4.9K. I would assume his uh, workload goes up a little bit, but uh, they also said they wanted to get Peyton Barber a significant role this week. So is it going to be a split? I think it's possible, but I do think Drake probably gets more opportunities this week, which makes him viable. If you're confident like uh, Elijah Mitchell is going to be the bell cow, uh, like he was last week, then obviously he looks like a solid value play. The only thing you got to worry about here is Shanahan. I'm telling you, you cannot. There's a few coaches I just don't trust. Shanahan, Bruce Arians, do not trust these guys, right? So yes, Elijah Mitchell was great last week. That doesn't mean he's going to be the guy that is, you know, the bell cow back this week. Trey Sermon expected to be activated. Um, they also have Jermichael Hasty. We know historically the 49ers like running a committee. So that's really the risk with a guy like Elijah Mitchell. Um, and then where is Trace Edmonds? Uh, F49, I think is a, is a decent GBP play. Now, he's not going to be a guy that's out there a majority of the time, but we'll split it you know, pretty evenly with a guy like um, <coughs> James Conner. But I almost said Kenny Drake so last year. Yeah, James Conner. But you know, with Chase Edmonds, he is their passing down back. And again, Arizona likes pushing the pace. They like spreading it out. This is projected to be a pretty high-scoring game. So I think Edmonds does make a little bit of sense for GPPs. All right, let's move on to wide receiver. So I mentioned that pairing, you know, Hopkins with Kyler Murray. I think that's always a good play in GPPs. Talk about the Seattle stack. I think the Atlanta receivers like Ridley and Pitts are going to go unowned. They were both, you know, kind of chalk busts last week. They're going to be playing from behind. They're going to have to air it out. So I don't mind actually going back to, to one of these Falcons guys because I think the ownership is going to be super, super low. Again, overreactions. I know this Atlanta team is going to be bad this year, but they're going to be playing from behind most weeks, right? So that's good for fantasy, right? The, the Falcons this year kind of remind me of the Texans last year who were just god-awful, always playing from behind. But Sean Watson and the receivers put up big numbers because of it. So just because they're underdogs doesn't mean you have to avoid these Atlanta guys. I do think they make some sense in GPPs. Uh, this mid-range, I think, is where a lot of ownership is going to go. Again, Keenan Allen looks really solid, just a target machine. Those Dallas guys and Cooper and uh, CeeDee Lamb, I think, are very much underpriced. So, again, that's going to be very popular. The Tampa Bay wide receivers, I do think, go a little bit under-owned. Again, they're projected to score over 30 points. So, Godwin, Evans, Antonio Brown, all firmly in play for me. Another guy I think will be pretty popular is Cooper Cup at 6K. The Rams are a team that like pushing the pace too. And, uh, you know, Cooper Cup played a majority of the game. You know, you got him, you got Woods, even Van Jefferson played about 70% of the snaps. You had Higby play 100% of the snaps. So with the running game, not the same this year, obviously with, with Darrell Henderson at, at running back, I think the Rams are going to rely a little more on Stafford's arm. So uh, Cooper Cup, I think is another very safe play. But yeah, again, this mid-range, I think is where a lot of ownership is going to go. So maybe in tournaments, if you want to get different, spend up a little bit or, you know, spend down a little bit. I don't think the the like cheap wide receiver is going to be as popular this week. So let's go down to some cheap guys. I think make make some sense in GPPs. Um, Darnell Mooney, that list is questionable. Fully expect him to play. He played 100% of snaps. He had five catches, seven targets. Wasn't great, only 26 yards, but... 
Better matchup here against Cincinnati, and uh, he's cheap. Again, he played the entire game. Marquez Callaway, you guys already know he's going he's to troll everyone, right? After he was the massive chalk bust last week, we're probably going to see a big game from Callaway. Now, I do think it does make a little bit of sense, right? He's going to be pretty low-owned. He played 80% of the snaps. He was, he was the guy out there the most for the Saints wide receivers. Um, and I don't think the Saints would be playing from like a 30-point lead the entire game. So they might have to air it out a little bit more. Uh, Callaway's an interesting kind of buy low here because, uh, again, I think everyone's going to be off on. The Buffalo receivers, I think, also look pretty solid. I talked about that a little bit in my early video, but like Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, both played in over 90% of the snaps. As I said, they don't run the ball. They literally do not run. So those guys do make a little bit of sense for, for cheaper options. And I mentioned A.J. Green, even though he's a little bit washed at this point of his career, still played over 80% of the snaps. Um, Renfro, uh, if you think the Raiders going to be playing from behind, which they might be without Josh Jacobs, he's a guy that is going to be out there more. Again, he's a slot wide receiver. We saw a pretty solid game from him, uh, and he's cheap. He's 3.6K, so I think he makes a little bit of sense for GPPs. Van Jefferson's got the upside. We saw the big play upside from him. Uh, was it on Monday, right? He had a long touchdown, and he played about 70% of the snaps. And again, the Rams are going to pass the ball. They're another, pa- <clears throat> another pass first team. So, there are still some viable value plays here um, at wide receiver. Like KJ Osborne, I, I don't think a lot of people realized how well he played last game. Seven catches, nine targets, played about 80% of the snaps. They're most likely to be playing from behind in this game. And this is one of the higher scoring games of the week. So I think Osborne makes some sense. Um, and yeah, so there, there's definitely some ways to get different here, right? The, the build last week was obviously spend up a, a running back, spend down a wide receiver. But um, this week, I think it might be a little bit more balanced. And obviously with Cedric Wilson, I, I mentioned him also in the early look video. But I think he'll get a, a decent amount of ownership. Seems like a pretty uh, solid play. At tight end, so Waller is a great tournament play. If you have the salary to get to him, 19 targets. I don't think he's going to have 19 targets again. But really, like when they're passing the ball, they're looking to Darren Waller. Like They make it very obvious what they want to do. They want to give Darren Waller the ball. So I think he's a, he's a really good GBP play. Kittle looks a little bit better this week because, um, you know, this game projects to be a little bit closer. I wasn't as high in Kittle last week. I was a little bit worried going up against the Lions, which I thought they would be playing for a massive lead, which they were, so they didn't have to pass the ball as much. Again, I mentioned Ridley. Like, I think the ownership drops a lot on Kyle Pitts. I still am fine going to either of these main guys for the Falcons because they're going to be playing from behind. Like, there's almost no way the Falcons are playing from a lead this game. So they're going to have to air it out. And Kyle Pitts, even though he didn't play, like, a ton of snaps like he played what about 60 percent of the snaps he's going to be targeted when he's out there he's a very talented wide receiver he lined up a lot in the slot too which is a positive so again the atlanta guys are gonna make for interesting gpp plays because i think people are going to overreact oh atlanta's uh, they're they're awful which they're not good but for dfs it doesn't really matter right if they're playing from behind they're going to get a lot of opportunities um, you know, I talked about like guys like Font, Higby, I think both look really, really solid. Obviously, Font, no more Jerry Judy. Higby played 100% of the snaps. Those guys look pretty decent. Cole Komet is now the clear number one tight end here for Chicago. He had seven targets. I don't think he's in as much ownership, but um, I think Cole Komet could have a breakout year this year. Again, they still have Jimmy Graham in the roster, but uh, he is not really um, the same threat he was a few years ago. And then like, like cheaper tight ends, eh. Eh, there's not a lot of love down here. Not a lot of love. So, um, you know, the, the chalky range thing for tight end would probably be that, that 4K range. But, yeah, if you have a salary for Darren Waller, I think he's a great tournament play. 
And again, going over like roster construction for cash games, uh, I do want to play three running backs. So you always focus on the floor in cash games. And I, I want to get to, you know, backs that are going to be out there a ton. So maybe try to jam in one or two of these workhorse backs. There's a couple guys that look good in the mid-range as well for running back. That's where I want to go for, for cash games. Again, for GPPs, you can still play three running backs, but um, definitely more open to going to a wide receiver in the flex or even a tight end. You know, uh, two tight ends will get you a pretty unique build. So in like large field tournaments, not a lot of people want to play two tight ends. But there's definitely some guys that look good, right? You can pair Waller with Kittle. Again, I, I talked about Pitts. We got some of those guys in the low 4K range, like Font Higby, both look pretty solid. So that's one way to, to get different. But um, yeah, I think that's really it, guys. I talked about you know some of the stacks I like. I talked about ways to get different. Hope that helped, guys. Um, let me know if you have any questions. Good luck. Uh, and make sure, again, to check out the live stream Sunday morning. I'll be bringing out a couple of guests. Uh, a couple guys that, you know, play multiple lineups, uh, one that plays, you know, 150 every week. Uh, just, you know, ask them some questions, talk game theory. I, as you guys know, I'm like a one lineup guy. So I think it'll be interesting to uh, get different perspective on, uh, you know, people's opinions there. But again, guys, that's going to do it. So really appreciate all your support. And I will see you all in the live stream on Sunday.